0: to episode 150 of the Outside Centre Film Podcast. Um, yes, th- this is some sort of milestone to be celebrated, I suppose. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, but Ben, I think you want to celebrate it more yeah. than me, really. Sure do,
1: I sure do. I've got champagne, I've got party poppers, I'm wearing yeah. a funny hat.
0: We're in, a, we're in sad times though, aren't we, at the moment, yeah, let's be are. brutally honest. But, um this podcast has, has been through a lot of sad times. We've we've gone through COVID, we've gone through uh, all sorts of different things. Uh, uh, lots and lots of domestic and international and worldwide things. Uh, and the podcast has always stood strong in the face of all the shit. <laughs> and we will continue to do that uh, by focusing on world cinema. Uh, and and we have got some stuff today that's going to be worth talking about. It always is worth talking about, of yeah. course. Rotterdam 2022 is our first big festival of 2022 me and ben saw a whole bunch of films from it and we're going to be reviewing them imminently um on your uh, before without getting into spoilers ben on the whole yeah. were you pleased yeah. with the selection that we had this year
1: on on I, I did not hate any of the films on the whole i was like yeah sure i like yeah so i I'll, hated
0: I'll... one of the movies very much and i'm looking forward to hearing you <sighs> to that movie
1: i i'll do my best
0: uh, I, mean, on, I mean, you've always you've always been a bit more softer than me. We know yeah, that a, yeah, a bit more, a bit more forgiving, should we say? Absolutely. Um, so I am looking forward to hearing that. But yeah, happy with it because if if you, I don't know about you, Ben, but obviously we did Rotterdam last year, and um, Pebbles stood out by an absolute yes. country mile.
1: Yes. I can't then,
0: name you another film from Rotterdam twenty twenty one. None of them are stuck in my head.
1: I was thinking about this last night. So so this year's Rotterdam, we don't have the dizzy heights of Pebbles, I don't think, but I cannot remember anything else that we watched apart from pebbles this is this in generally is better the general yep. feel of the films is better but there there is no pebbles
0: um or maybe maybe <sighs> maybe well i mean they're all different films they're all different yeah. films and each film's different from another film for the most part yeah um so I- even if somebody would copy and paste pebbles into this we wouldn't like it as much as the original pebbles absolutely not Um. Yeah. and actually we did both pass on two uh, one northern and one southern Indian movie on this at uh, Rotterdam this year, I think. Um, so there was a Tamili one and then something else. So we, yes. we obviously, I think we both sublim- subliminally thought, nah, let's not Gosh. go for another pebbles.
1: Got to go, got to go back for a Tamil. I need another Tamil film at some point in 2020.
0: Yeah, but, but who knows? We probably will at some point, right? Yeah. So, uh, because it is the first one, and because it is Rotterdam for the absolutely enormous festivals uh, that we do, and we do about three or four of the biggest in the in the twelve months that we're in this each and every year. Obviously, um, we we ch- we try and do a little bit more than usual. So, we've got five films, mm-hmm. uh, and we'll probably do five at Berlinale and we'll probably try and do 5 at Cannes. and the rest will probably just be four. That's just a little thing for the uh any new listeners that we've got but all the old all the oldies all you lot that have been with us since episode 149 plus <laughs> 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 well yeah. done uh, and yes obviously we do it for you predominantly anyway so thank you. Right. We are going to start off then. Film number 1, Excess Will Save Us, which is a Swedish hybrid film. Now, I've got to be honest Ben, Swedish. I've never actually heard- Never Swedish, actually, yeah, I've never actually heard. Yeah, exactly. It, yeah. It's about it's about a Swedish, as a Frenchman riding a bicycle with a beret, garlic swinging from his neck. Anyway, yeah. we have to call we yeah. have to call it Swedish. Unfortunately, yeah. I've never actually heard the term hybrid film. Maybe that's just me, um, but yeah, this is a, something called a hybrid film. But don't worry, it's easy to explain. Oh. Uh, although the film itself probably isn't that easy to explain, but I shall try my absolute best before letting Ben have a go. Right, so Swedish hybrid film. Excess will save us, directed by Morgane Zula Petit. Well done. Well done. And, and I've got harder names coming, so that's not too bad. <laughs> and basically, the film starts with the director's previously made short that she made in 2019, which was entitled Excess will save us. Um, so let me explain what the short was. In the short, Excess will save us, um, the director essentially films her own family in her home village of Villero.
1: Villero, yeah.
0: There's not a lot going on in Villaro, Ben. No, uh, no. There's no, as I make clear, there's no cinema, there's no shopping mall. So all that, all that there are really to do, are the stories and the lives of those people, among, um, and 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 therefore what happens in the village tends to be the big thing. Um, so we hear about some of these big things that happen in the village back in 2019. We hear about a potential uh, alleged terrorist attack that happens. Mm-hmm. We hear about a big fire in the barn. And some things. Um, so what that happens? Then we see that they the basically play most of the short at the beginning of the main film, yeah. like because they. I think Morgan understands nobody would have watched my short, no. um, as, particularly from a mainstream uh, festival audience that obviously Rotterdam is. So she's played that out of the beginning. So we know, you know, this is this is the short that was called "Excess Will Save Us." The rest of the hybrid, i.e., the film that takes place after that essentially expands on that short. So mm-hmm. she goes back to Villaro, she goes back to her family, um, just again, just to capture the life and the stories, and um, what happens when, for example, uh, the, fam- the um, family members in the village find out that the particular short, Excess Will Save Us, went to Clermont's Short Film Festival. Clermont Ferrand. Which is uh, apparently the biggest uh, short film festival in the world.
1: It, it, it's a biggie. Yeah, that's not a lie.
0: so So, um, yeah. Uh, anyway, so, yeah, we learn more. We learn more, basically. Okay. So I hope that makes sense to people. It's a short that then becomes a movie expanding on the short with exactly the same subject matter. Yeah. That well, is...
1: That- Without telling you about the short either as well. It just indeed. kind of flows. Yeah. I, I,
0: indeed so. The, you don't really know when the short ends and when it and it's... Although there is a kind of a weird like fire screen with big white letters. Excess will save us. Oh, yes. The so shadow, think, of, the shadow think, of
1: Gaspar Noé again. Exactly. Yeah.
0: I think that is the moment when it's literally like, right, the film starts now. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, so yes, I hope that makes sense. And if it sounds to you like a vanity project, ladies and gentlemen... That's because it, it most definitely is a vanity project. Oh, but Theo, you say. Oh, but uh, Theo. Uh, Surely every him. film, every film is a vanity project through the eyes of the director putting his or her vision into life. No, dear listener, absolutely not, young rapscallion. That is not correct. And how dare you suggest such a thing to me? Because when you have the participants of a short movie themselves being shown on laptops, the same short story movie, and then the film records their obviously fake reactions to that situation, Um, I'm sat here thinking, Director, I'm intruding on your personal life here, aren't I? This is not Mm. meant for me whatsoever. This is for you, and it's for your family. And I basically struggled throughout all of this with Uh. that whole thing that I was getting in the way. This wasn't for me, uh, and I really don't know who this is for, frankly. Looking more widely... Uh, as i said at some point last year ben about yeah. documentaries because essentially putting yeah. a hybrid film but <laughs> it's not it's a short it's... and it's a documentary correct yes, yes correct. so yeah. with documentaries as i said i may be you know i may be unique in this but i don't think i am i like my de- my documentaries to show normal people doing extraordinary things or extraordinary people doing extraordinary things mm-hmm. I'm on record of saying that and i'm staying with that because I, like be I like to be trying i like to be consistent as possible that is not, unfortunately, neither of those things are true with Excess Will Save Us. The short didn't have either of those things, and neither does the full-length film that follows. As I say, it's simply the director's family and the home village life. Um, there's nothing extraordinary about the people in this village. There's nothing extraordinary about the village itself. I think we've all been to a villa at some point of our yep. lives. Sure have. Yep. I mean, yeah, Ben, you went to the forest in fucking Norway or wherever it was. And just I did. did. Didn't see anybody forever. <laughs> no. Nope. Which is, you know. <laughs> Also,
1: also spent a lot of time in a, a little a little village in France. Um, yeah. Oh my God, well, my God, I'm, I'm forgetting the name. God damn it. Um. Well, exa-
0: well that, but that is the point, isn't it? Like, you often will. You'll just drive yes. through it and you maybe you'll stop off and you think, oh, there's a quaint little little petite town or something or village as you say but yeah so yeah. yeah what what is this what is actually going on it can't merely just be this is me and my family times two mm-hmm. well for i'm struggling to see really because it's not an expose of vision is it an expose of village life versus everything else Maybe. not really Maybe. no not really yeah. is is it's because it doesn't venture outside anywhere, does it it just kind of stays in
1: it goes um, clem off around
0: um, a t- a t- yeah, price. a tiny bit. But really, again, yeah. you, you can't compare Village Life to a film festival because yeah. anywhere would be weird to a film festival, town, city, or whatever. Yes. Film festival is a weird little thing. Yes. um Again, is there anything unique about Villarro? Not really. Is there anything newsworthy to come out of this thing at all? For me, nothing. I'm going to call no. it a waste of time. No. I'm struggling to suggest who might get something out of this. I really, really am. The only people who would perhaps get something out of this for me are people who have actually never visited anywhere smaller than a, than a city or a large town like someone who's literally that city based then the whole concept of, of a place that doesn't have all the modern capitalist kind of traps mm-hmm. is just like an alien world to them that they've just never even read seen or heard about those people might get something significant out of this uh, accessible savevers Ben um you know but I, I it, it, as I've made clear it wasn't for me there was nothing even even cinematic about it mm-hmm. um it wasn't funny. Uh, I just, I didn't like it very much, Ben.
1: I, I, I can understand this. And before I start talking about the film Excess Will Save Us, I want to go back to something that I did when we talked about Flea, which was an animated documentary. And I was asking, why do people make animated films? Like, what what are the kind of inherent reasons? Why yeah. do you choose to to do something animated instead of doing it another way? And I want to ask the same question about documentary why do people make documentaries not about excess will save us just about the topic of documentary in general so why do people make documentaries let's go through let's let's come up with some reasons what are they doing
0: well for me documentaries should be about again revealing something that people don't know about and you've got archive that can do it to help you can get talking heads you can do interviews yeah it's giving you access to topics that again you just don't see or hear or have any connection with on a regular basis? Okay, ninety-eight percent of the people watching the documentary are going to learn something severely interesting about it. Okay. that's the best documentaries for me. Okay, um, like, I mean the very clear example of one that I didn't love by any mm-hmm. means, but it did it did extremely well. The Octopus Teacher. Nobody mm-hmm. knew how intelligent octopi were. Nobody knew there was a person that actually literally went under the sea and made friends with an octopus. Mm-hmm. But holy hell, people were blown away by that, and rightly so, because it, it, purely in terms of what it was trying to do. Gotcha. So This, holy. unfortunately, could easily have been done in a newsreel. Could yeah, yeah, the yeah. one with the camera could have gone down and said, this is Villareaux.
1: Yeah. They've
0: yeah. just gone to Clem on Foot Short Film Festival. Goodbye.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so revealing, so documentaries exist perhaps to reveal something about a topic that people don't know much about or to inform people about something that they were previously unaware of or that kind of thing. Any, any, any other kind of reasons that people might make a documentary as opposed to making a fiction film?
0: Have you got
1: some suggestions, young man? I'm just kind of curious to see what you say, to be honest. Um, I think sometimes people uh, with documentaries want to go, well, uh, this is how the situation really is. This is the yeah. truth. This is not This is not layered with, uh, this is not a piece of fiction or anything. This is how something really is. This is uh, revealing something. Um, this is telling people something new. That's what kind of documentaries perhaps live for. And excess will save us i think delights in not doing any of those things It, it it finds joy in not revealing anything not um giving you information about something and not telling the truth as well yeah um i did not love this film and i am not gonna fly the flag for it but i kept coming back to it time and time again i kept thinking about it because most of this film is, fic- is fictitious. Most of this film is yeah. her family acting. So like you say, we start off, and it starts off like it's a, it's a documentary about a supposed terrorist attack in Villareaux, which actually wasn't a terrorist attack. And then it segues into looking at her family members who um, are talking about this thing. And then it kind of spirals into more of their life in the success of the short film and who they are. But most of what they're doing is scripted which I found really interesting. Um, I didn't love this film. I'm not, I'm not going to defend it. But um, what you're seeing is not day-to-day life in Villa Row, and these people are not just being watched doing things they normally do. They're, 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 doing, they're doing a bit. It, it gets kind of more and more obvious as the film goes on until you get to uh, the wedding of one of the family members where the entire thing is a big setup. And there's a whole, there's a confrontation with the, uh, the director's cousin's boyfriend who turns up, who is um, Moroccan or Algerian, and the family kind of um, take against him and stuff. It's 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 all played for the cameras. None of this is real. So what are we doing here? Why, why, why are we doing yeah. this? Yeah. I kept asking myself, why are we doing this? And in the, in the watching of this film, there's one bit where her cousin goes to a big city to go and see the boyfriend. There's, she, she talks about the boyfriend a lot. You see them talking on the phone. And then she goes to the big city and she's waiting at a bus stop for the boyfriend to turn up and then it cuts and then you move on to the the rest of the family. And I paused. I went off to make myself a, a decaf because I'm trying to drink less caffeine these days to keep my blood pressure down so I don't <laughs> go insane all the time. And uh, I was making a decaf and I was thinking, that was interesting. It cut before the boyfriend turned up presumably, I was thinking that's because the boyfriend didn't agree to be on camera or something, because, you know, you're watching this film, she goes to the big city to meet the boyfriend, you're kind of waiting for that moment where they meet, and a little kind of da-da, but it's not there. Um, And then I went back, pressed play again, the film continues, and then it goes back to that bit that you saw before, and the boyfriend turns up. And they have a little chat, and they say, do, 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 you, "Do you want me to talk to the camera? Do you want to... And I thought, "Oh, this is interesting. Why, why have we come back here? This very bit that I was fixated on and thinking, like, what's going... and then it comes back. And then as it goes on, it just gets more and more played out for the camera, and until you, you realize none of this is real. This is all made up. The family, the, fam- the family are just they're acting. This is a performance piece. On top of that." why is the film called Excess Will Save Us? I kept I kept thinking about this as well. So it's small town life in Villaroe. There's nothing to do there. Like you say, there's no cinema. There's no bowling alley. There's no swimming pool. There's no hairdresser. That's the information that really chilled me to the bone. There's no hairdresser. Um, and, and, the film,
0: hair, and, they, and they've all got short hair, pretty much. And <laughs> they've all got short hair, pretty much. Obviously
1: all going to the next town over. Um, and yet the title is Excess Will Save Us because... The characters in the characters, the, the people, characters, actors, whatever you want to call them, the people in this film seem to subscribe to a philosophy of wanting what they don't have in Villaroe. So they, they want something else. The, the cousin wants a, a kind of a, a life outside of this little village, a normal life, a big life. And the people, the older members of the family, seem to want something a bit more as well. And that, that, that Shadow of Gaspar Noe title card of Excess Will Save Us seems to suggest that the the answer to what people in Villaro seek lies outside of Villaro and that, that there is nothing in this town of Villaro which will satisfy your life and yet this is where the film dwells for the most time interesting that's what I will say I found it I found it very interesting and then the fact that it was about halfway through perhaps two-thirds of the way through where I realized that the director Morgan is one of the people in the film as well. I just thought yeah. that's an, another family member, but no, that's her wandering around. Um, a, an interesting piece. Um, I will also mention that it does some, I'm, I'm not a fan of documentaries for many different reasons. One of them is in this film, quite loud and proud. And one of the things I, I not necessarily like documentary films so much, but very much TV documentaries is the kind of Carnival sideshow aspect of a lot of documentaries. Come and see these crazy people, everyone. Come on in. Look at the crazy people. Um, and then everyone will sit and watch the crazy people and go, oh aren't they crazy? But under a layer of, Oh, but it's so tragic. The situation is so sad. But oh my God, look. Um, and this film very much does that with one of the family members whose name yep. is Patrick, yep. who is just a really odd man. Um, but it's layered by the fact that he's performing as well. So I don't know how I feel about this film. Um, I don't know who it's for. I agree with you. Um, I, I think I would be happier calling it a film rather than a documentary, not to say that I'm calling it a, a narrative fiction film, but I just think it, it, it works better if you think of it along the same lines as like Werner Herzog's Like Lessons of Darkness. Do- it's a documentary using footage of the Iraq war, but it's, it's about an alien planet. Um, this is footage of her family members in Villaroe, but it's not about life in Villaroe per se. It's something different. I, I don't really know what. Um, yeah, I complete, I hear you completely. Um, but I, I found this a really interesting thing. So... I, I have
0: no idea how you found it interesting. Just by <laughs> li- listening to everything that you said. I mean, for me, it's a flawed concept in the beginning because the fact that you just had to shoehorn the shorting Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. to try and I mean Again. you don't have to you don't have to justify a short movie nobody no. does. It, no. you go you go anyone in the world can go make a short movie no problem with that yeah she has to understand that having seen the short at the beginning how many people want to see the short expanded because I'll, uh, gi- I'll give the short some credit I quite liked the short yeah it, it, it told me enough like I got it you got your little village family potential terrorist attack uh, a far, uh, farmyard but uh, a fire like yep. great interesting goodbye yeah then to then feel the need to expand it further where nothing's changed uh mm. the people really haven't changed um and actually i must say in this short as well i think i, I think for me this is another thing as well mm-hmm. uh, you mentioned patrick but also they're, they're all a little bit odd let's be frank but again yeah, yeah. we've all we, most of us have met those kind of people anyway even in the uk yeah. you can go down to a village somewhere in the uk and uh, and things are just a little bit odd in a, in a nice but thank god we're going home kind of way yeah um it's, it's it's fine but um things felt incredibly natural in the short to me almost as if we don't really know what the cameras are we don't really know what the microphones are so we're just going to yep. sit around the table tell racist jokes and this is what life's like at Villarreal. and yep. that was i, I like that i got i got it to return she would have been like right do you remember last time uh-huh. um you yeah. know the bit when you did racist jokes well people found that quite funny um, so would you like to, you like to play that up, up a bit? bit. Yeah. Um, and, and but that and you've said that basically it is played up and it yeah. is pretty much that. So to return to something without the naivety of the of the short, um, again it's just a flawed concept for me. I'm not recommending this in any way, shape or form. Um, no. Devil, no.
1: Devil's advocate in the in the the way uh, Steven Soderbergh made a film called Schizopolis, um early on in his career. I think it's his third film um it's a lot of fun if anyone sees it and he got he got absolutely obsessed with the idea of making a sequel simply because no one had seen or cared about schizopolis so he was like oh come on schizopolis 2 it's got to be done (laughs) and I, i i kind of I got a little bit of that vibe. No one has seen or cares about my short film, Excess Will Save Us. So let's
0: ramp it up a notch. Did you really compare Morgan Jules Petit to Steven Soderbergh?
1: Yep, you heard it. You heard it right. I did. I did. I mean,
0: uh, That's not going to make it past the editing suite.
1: To to, to be honest, we've got five films to talk about. I could talk about this some more because I watched some other movies this week, which also tied into Excess Will Save Us. But we've got five movies. And I think I think we should probably move. No, on. No, we are though. moving on.
0: This film yeah. is done. Goodbye. Right. <laughs> um, stand by me. Uh, unfortunately, with politics as it is, uh, I would rather not talk about this movie necessarily. Even though it's mm. not these really people's fault, obviously. Mm. Uh, how many Russian films will actually end up doing for the rest of the year? I mm. don't know. Maybe none. Um, <laughs> but again, I think the younger generation, and 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 th- this is a young director potentially. Yep. Yep. Um, they won't stand for any of this shit that's happening, so we're not nope. going to take it out on them, really.
1: They're on the streets yeah. right now.
0: Exactly. Right now. And there will be some film directors in, or, in amongst all that, um, most likely. So, yes, we, we but we, we, you know, it is what it is. Taking the real politic out of it, um, the Russians do decent movies, and they always have done.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: so, Ben, tell us about, uh, we'll find out whether it's a decent movie or not, Stand By Me.
1: Yeah, Stand By Me. The story of, Four young preteen friends finding a dead body on the train tracks. No, wait. No, this is 2022, stand by me. This is Tamara Dondery. Um, it's described as young, idealistic, ambitious architect Kira's life is turned upside down when she experiences a terrible loss. Her comfort zone happens to be as fragile and fictitious as the scale models of the architectural project she assembles. Kira, a great understated performance from Katia and Machina, who from the outside seem to have everything in order, now has to come to terms with herself and also with her distant mother whom she hasn't seen for years, and not without reason. Um, It's a good description. It kind of (laughs) sets out a bit more of a kind of a narrative flow experience than this film is. This film is the story of Kira, who is a young lady who is veiled, I'll say that. She doesn't really reveal what she wants in life. Um, She is an architect, um, she lies a lot, um, she is closed off to other people. She has just moved into a new apartment with her boyfriend, whose name I'm forgetting.
0: Oh, I've forgotten that as well. Um, right. In, in fairness, he's not around long, is he, really? He's not, he's
1: not around long. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Because he, he something takes... Something happens. Something happens. Um, we start off with Kira discussing an abortion. Um, we then go through kind of like 10, 15 minutes of the movie, and then she tells her boyfriend about the abortion. He takes the dog out for a walk and he never comes home. Um, we just hard cut to Kira being told the news that her boyfriend passed away in the street. Here's the dog. Very sorry about your loss and on with her life. Um, this is a film about somebody at breaking point who doesn't want other people to get close to her. Um, She doesn't want other people to know who she is, possibly because she herself doesn't really know who she is. She works in the field of architecture where everything is about outward appearances, how things look and what you do with things. Um, And she herself is living this life where she is kind of covering this all up. She doesn't want people to see who she is. Uh, Laid into that is the fact that her boyfriend, although he only had seven minutes of screen time in the movie before passing away, um, one of the things that he did which she may have disagreed with it's hard to tell because you never really know what this lady is thinking um she he got himself a job being uh, a, uh, like a seeing eye on the phone for partially sighted people um so someone will call someone up with a, a smartphone and they will like ask for advice on what colors to wear they might just ask where something is. They might just be pointing the camera at the ground saying, I can't, I, I've dropped something. I don't know where it is or, or so on. And her boyfriend was, uh, the eyes for people. He cared about people. He wanted children. He liked the dog. He was, he was a giving kind, open person. She is the opposite of this. Uh, she doesn't want anyone in. She doesn't want the dog. Um, she finds relationships hard. Um, absolutely fascinating stuff. This was my film of the month. Mm. I really really love this film. Why did I love this film? Possibly because now we spoke about Europa recently and something that I really love about Europa is that it's a film where you take one character, you put them you 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 watch them climb a tree and then you throw rocks at them. It's a, a kind of a Lars von Trier thing. And this is cut very much from that cloth. <clears throat> In addition I, f- I feel like it would be rude not to mention this, but I myself made a feature film some time ago. And I think this is playing in the same water as the film that I made. I, th- I think I was always destined to like this because it's it's a it's a self-destructive central character with motivations which are murky and kind of difficult to understand. And I, I just find that kind of thing fascinating. Um, so we, we don't really know what Kira wants. We don't know why she's behaving like this. She don't know. We don't know why she's so closed off. We don't really get told much in this. Um, the film kind of ends, if you want to call it an ending. So she's constantly pushing her sister away, who's always calling and trying to help. Her sister then says, come and stay with us. She goes to stay. And then we get the mother. <laughs> um, and a lot of Kira is explained by her relationship with her mother. Also leading into one of the smoking moments of the month, because Kira's mother is a wonderful example of character reveal through the type of cigarettes that somebody smokes.
0: This is the thinnest cigarette I've ever seen.
1: the the, kira's mum smokes slims (laughs)
0: yeah and yeah but these are these these are these are vegan slims these these, are so slim
1: these are super slim (laughs) and the the kind of the the cold brittle nature of kira's mother (laughs) is so well exemplified by the slim cigarettes in fact when she when when kira sees her for the first time and you know you'd expect like the hugs and the kisses and the excitement and something you just get this cold face and then out comes the slim lights it up stands there keeping distance so much character reveal is done yeah. By, yeah. by the the choice of that type of cigarette um i i loved this film i think this is a film for people who would enjoy you know who, who who is excess will save us for i don't know who stand by me for this is a film for people who like films with murky character motivations characters who we don't who we never really get to know and also characters who run the risk of being very very unlikable um, I I would understand if someone watched Stand by Me and said, "Oh my God, she was so annoying." I would completely understand that. I didn't think so, and I think a lot of that is down to Ekaterina machina's performance. Um, yeah, for me, it was just it was on point throughout. Um, it was it was just sharp as a knife.
0: But really loved if, it. Even if they hated Kira, they would. I think everyone would love the mother. How can you but, not? She's, I mean, how she's can she's you not So cinematic, so cinematic.
1: But also, how can you not love? There, there is a certain. This film is cinematic, like um, yeah, it is. There's a bit early on where Kira is on the phone talking to someone. You don't know who's on the phone. You don't know who she's talking to. You don't know nothing. What you do know is you're watching her boyfriend film things on his phone. He's just kind of wandering around filming random objects, taking photos and stuff, and that it's absolutely captivating. So uh, you know, this being this is a film about an architect who uh, yeah 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 yeah, whatever. This is a film which is just somehow absolutely captivating, no matter what is going on, whether someone's discussing an abortion, whether someone is filming their partner without them knowing, whether a mother is rejecting her child and choosing a cigarette instead. Um, It's it's just really, really compelling cinema. Absolutely loved it. Um, Very, very excited to see more from Tamara Dondery. Yeah, so that's my kind of lukewarm response
0: to Stand By Me. I'll give you a lukewarm response to stand by me. <laughs> this, this is a very curious film for me. It's not a bad film. It's not a bad film. Yeah. It's not a great film. It's something in between okay and good, really. Mm. It's a very okay or a pretty good film, in other words. Um, and there are reasons it's only at that level, Ben. Um, you've mm-hmm. done all the positives. I'll, I'll give you positives later, but I'm going to start with the negatives. Go. Um, yeah. Editing, Ben.
1: Oh, go this, on. This What's film
0: wrong with the really, really really pissed me off with the editing like there's a the film is problematic with its characterization it doesn't really care about anybody apart from kira like the boyfriend's not around for much the mother's not there until towards the end and she's she's not around for that much the other family members are hardly in there at all they hardly say anything apart from that cousin or is it brother the one with the big nose. I think, I think a cousin or brother, whichever it is. Um, she gets okay. on with her. Kira gets on with him the best yeah. at completely, you know, uniquely. Yeah. All the others are very quiet, don't say much, and and Kit and Kira's mother, who is the best character in the film. Again, yeah. she's. Yeah, yeah. I like in, in many ways. It makes me like. It makes me like her even more that she's like criminally underused. Anyway, yeah. so there's a party scene. Ben, now remember, party scenes are also one of the things we have to look for this year. Yeah. Party yeah. scene. There's a party scene. Which was it? Were it to be done properly, could have been party scene of the year, or at least in the nominations for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll have to see. We'll have to see how the other party scenes go because it could well end up being. But it won't be for me personally because there's something that. Do you remember the party scene in question? Does I do, I do. Yeah. There's yeah. a guy who's wearing a crucifix or something, right? Uh-huh. I'm not sure if he's a priest or not, but he's overdressed. Like he's severely, severely overdressed. He's in a suit. He's in a to- he's in like a t- like a really, really, really fashionable hat. He doesn't or get that much. Yeah. Everybody else is is not quite street clothes, but maybe one step up from that. Whereas he is overdressed. Mm-hmm. As soon as Kira goes up to him to talk to him, or or the other way around, can't remember mm-hmm. what. Um. He quickly hides his crucifix, and Ooh. literally, I'm thinking, who's this person? He's overdressed at a party. He looks to be at least twenty years older than everybody else there. He's wearing mm-hmm. this stuff. He's just quickly mm-hmm. hidden his crucifix. What's that about? Mm-hmm. Um, and then he starts a conversation. Then what happens is Kira gets up, says a line about the afterlife, which is obviously referring to the incident where she loses a boyfriend. Yeah. And then literally as soon as the words "afterlife" end her uh, leave her mouth, the film instantly moves on to the next scene. Yep. And yeah, I'm yeah. like, you absolute cretin, director. Yeah. I'm very sorry, but I am calling you a cretin for this. Why did you do that? Explore this man who's overdressed, overaged, and quickly hid a crucifix. This is is Kira's movie. This is is Kira's movie. And that's the problem for me. Um, Because Russia is normally so great at making a film full of Kira's, actually. Yeah, yeah. And 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 they all kind of mingle and they all mean something slightly different and they all add something. This is literally Kira. Well, for me, it's Kira's mum, then it's Kira, and then it's literally <laughs> everybody else is is literally a bystander. Yeah. Um, th- and that, for me, really was such a problematic scene, and it was emblematic of a few of the times during the film where it just should have done more with something, and it didn't quite yeah. do it. It's, it's, um, all
1: of, it's all about that this one person. That's what this film yeah, is. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I
0: mean, yeah. I, I, oh, I, uh, I want to say Vanya was the boyfriend, actually. Vanya? Yes, yes. Vanya, yes, yes, it was Vanya. Um, Again... Could, would I have liked a little bit more? Yes. Now, the problem is, is that the running time is spot on.
1: Yeah. So It's a, really, it's a banging running time. However, 76 minutes.
0: I would have gone over. I would have been happy going over just to expand a little bit more on Vanya A hell of a lot more at that crucifix party person, Mm -hmm, and just mm -hmm. and like give fucking Kira's mother like seventy eight extra. Kira's
1: mother was so good. Um, (laughs) I've 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 gone and found her name now. So it's it's Ingeborga Debkunaita. Um, she she was just compelling. I'm not sure. Um,
0: I mean, smoking thing is your thing, but I loved I loved her smoking in the stairwell. But yep. her smoking in the bedroom was was something. Uh, I don't know that's also sort of yeah. smoking in a bedroom. Actually, um, you know, in fact, stairwells quite quite rare as well. It's only outside in movies now, isn't it? These
1: it days? is. It is. Any time they're smoking indoors, and we're going to see that again this week. We will. <laughs> um, and we're going to see that again. Any time they're smoking indoors, it just it, I find it fascinating because it's so transgressive. These days, it's it's there's very little that you can do which isn't uh, thoroughly illegal. Which will people will find as visually upsetting as watching someone smoke indoors. I
0: mean, the, the, um, thing, with the, the thing with the stairwell scene is that I think Kira Kira's mother also took a glass of wine with her on the stairwell.
1: Yeah, she did. Yeah, she, she took yeah, a swig
0: yeah. of the wine, yeah. got one of her vegan Slims out, and it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. and she literally breathed it towards the wall. She didn't even aim for the ceiling; she just yeah, breathed yeah. it like the wall that the side of the wall that was literally like half a foot away from. it. I thought she's
1: she's so good. We, what we need is we need we, we need Ingeborg uh, to. be in a film with um that lady who was in alma the um the 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 mother of the boss oh
0: yes the only decent thing about the arsenic film alma that you hate yeah yeah (laughs) i need i need
1: all these older actresses to get together be in a movie expendables the female expendables get it with a whole bunch of over 60s whatever happened to baby jane Part yes. to come on people make <laughs> it happen Hollywood <laughs> someone do this
0: Whatever well, yeah. happened to babov janov <laughs> <laughs> anyway but hey I, I, that's as, that's as down as I want to be because i think yes. it's actually my second favorite film of the month yes um <laughs> just above i was going to say joint second i was going to say joint second but unfortunately my other candidate for joint second let itself down but I'm um, sorry, I think this is second. Okay. Um, but I, th- I think the gap's not as big as you think, actually. Uh, I the gap's not as small as you think. I think, okay. I think there's more of a chasm for me. But anyway, look, um, I, again, Kira's mother was awesome. Yeah. Uh, the easy thing to say, like, again, talk about the timing and stuff. Yeah. It, it, uh, the brevity is a good thing in this movie. It, it, it literally feels like the perfect length. Everybody and that's knows. important. Um, it, it's engaging, you know. Kira is engaging. There was some, there were some scenes. I mean, the the outside kind of building site kissing scene.
1: It's upsetting. Yep. Um, odd, I think. But she, I mean,
0: she, I think she tried to top herself. Perhaps did she try and jump yep. over the rails. Yep. She got it's stopped. all dealt.
1: Yep. It's all but, dealt with very quickly. Very it's little all, information. Yeah, again, given.
0: how much? How much extra did want on that? Not really anything. It was. Mm. It was the stuff that the stuff that I re- actually enjoyed the most, and mm. that's, that's why this film gave me my proper the month moment. Oh, go on. And ble- and there is so much competition for that. <laughs> I do love the models. I love the models yeah. of because yeah. her work is essentially the only thing that Kira gives a shit about. Kira loves yep. her job. And yep. what essentially what sends her over the edge isn't a mom, isn't the death of a boyfriend, isn't putting up with a dog. The thing, the thing that sends her over the edge is the fact that her project gets kind of given to somebody else and they kind of proceed with going ahead with it without telling Kira or something along those lines. Well said. Um, Yeah. Now the the models Someone had to make those models for this film, Ben. Mm-hmm. Now I know all, all props have to be brought into movies. That's the point of a prop; they're not just there. We're not talking. We're, no, not- we're not
1: unless you are making a dogma film. Obviously. Unless you are
0: making a dogma film, yeah, yeah. listen to us on that. On yeah. one of the other episodes that we've done or two. But uh, no. So someone had to make all the props in the next film we're going to talk about. And someone had to do all that kind of thing. Yeah. But those models in the the model Moscos and the details yep. on those trees. I love the trees on the models. Yeah, like they're really it's a beautiful great. thing. And uh, as as I promised, as I would do as we did last year, um, the prop of the month has to mean something for the plot. It can't just be something cool. As fun as that is to do, it should be plot related. Well, those models are everything to Kira. They are everything in this movie as well. Without that, Kira would literally have topped herself without being stopped. It would have been the end of her. So those models were very significant. I liked those scenes. I liked all of her colleagues. Those are the only colleagues I felt I had enough about.
1: I didn't mm-hmm. need anything mm-hmm. more
0: about the colleagues. I knew what their motivations were. They were quite happy to screw her over at, at any point because they were getting, oh, sick yeah. of the, getting sick of being spoken to like trash. So yeah. I liked all of those scenes. They were the perfect scenes for me in this film if they didn't involve Kira's mother. yeah. Um, yeah so yeah, 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 I'm recommending this. No yeah, problem, yeah. really. I, just, um,
1: it's, I forgot about the models. One thing I wanted to mention about them is, is the, the beauty of uh, is, Kira doesn't break. Throughout this film, she's, she's brittle and stuff is going wrong. She and bends, you can, but she doesn't break. She bends, but she doesn't break. But you, there are moments when she's being tested, like her her banging her head against her hands while she's on the phone to her sister. But there's a bit where she's sitting in front of the architectural models and she's very slowly and quietly demolishing the set, knocking pieces yep. here yep. and there. But she's doing a very, very... It's kind of the antithesis of Orson Welles' Assistant Kane smashing that room apart. Or, or or Tommy Wiseau smashing the room apart in the room, if you like, but it it's it's so quiet and so small. But you can she's so angry. You can really the, the, she's losing it here. She's but, just she's just pushing tiny models over, but she is losing it.
0: And it's a really point. silent rage for the most it's, part. Yeah. It's I mean, really she, she barely speaks in the whole film, really. Um, yeah. She talks most about work. She doesn't really talk about much else, um, nope. which is why that party scene, oh, if it wasn't for the party scene, uh... that, that should have been a conversation for about 10 minutes and that would have been with that random religious person, please. Anyway, okay. no point crying over the proverbial. It's nope. done. Uh, and yeah, that's your number one, my number two. Now let's move on to Lucy Loses Her Horse, otherwise known as Lucy son Cheval, Belgian film directed by Claude Schmitz. That is about... And I'm going to choose my words extremely carefully and specifically here, Ben, because <laughs> I loved it, and it's my film of the month. No
1: way! And I'm
0: it's so, so, oh, my God. And, and it's my okay. film of the month for, because of the massive shock that i got when i realized what this film was about and okay. i don't think the film's going to have the same effect the second time around and i don't think it's going to have the effect on people who are seeing this for the first time if they know what it's really going on about here okay so okay. that's why i think we should both make an effort to choose our words extremely carefully so i shall try right. explaining about what lucy loses her horses it's a film about a woman named lucy who is an actress she loves her daughter she speaks with her mother about her next upcoming role But she has to leave them both behind as she heads to work. Uh, She's dressed up as a knight, as you do. Mm. She's riding her horse, as you do. Mm. Uh, It's beautiful outside, so she decides to take a nap in the sun. She wakes up to find the horse is essentially bolted. Uh, She traverses the countryside and comes across two other actresses, also on their way to work, who have Mm -hmm. also lost their horses. Uh, So the three of them shoot the breeze for a while and then take another nap, but this time it's a longer sleep, under the night sky. The film then cuts to a theater. Mm. I'm not saying anything else, Ben.
1: Okay, that, okay, that's where we're going. Okay, got it. All right. Um,
0: will, other I'll... than I will say this because we have to talk about this film, I'm saying one thing about it. This is a film relating to the performing arts and COVID nineteen. Yes. That Absolutely. is the movie. It's everything in this movie. I am literally not saying anything else apart from that, other than it's a slice of absolute genius for me. Absolute genius. Everything that Good Luck Banging and Loony Porn from, from Romania wasn't, Lucy loses her horse is. This is how you do pandemic filmmaking that means something, There isn't people wearing masks and aren't people just being socially distant from each other and all the rest of it. This is will be a legendary pandemic film for me because it's just so important with the subject matter that it's dealing with and Mm -hmm. the way that it deals with it Mm -hmm. um finally some humor
1: yeah it's very funny
0: i want to talk about francis the character though i don't mind spoiling francis a bit because everyone will get to enjoy francis regardless francis the character who is essentially in this movie a stagehand yes um just where do i even start on francis like he he's if it wasn't for Kira's mother, like Francis Francis would be in a league of his own this month, of just I mean,
1: being... I mean, I had a lot of love for Olivier as I, well. I,
0: I had a lot of love for all, everyone in this film. Um, yeah. But but Francis, this this hard rocker, motorhead dressed biker, yeah. who yeah, claims yeah. not to like the theatre all that much, but they can then yeah. reel off reams and reams of knowledge about Carmen and about Shakespeare, and yeah. um, the fact he gets so excited about certain things. It's just... Oh, I just love this film. Um, It's a nuanced, sophisticated COVID-era film. Lots to unpack. Um, Mm. So that's it for me. It's film of the month by an absolute chasm, uh, I have to say. Um, And it's the only one that I would rush to see soon again. Um, I'm excited for people to see it for the first time. It is odd, it's weird, and I get media vibes from the horses thing. Uh, I do wonder if Claude Schmitz has actually watched Media from Glas von Trier. Uh, But I I always say that. When people just ride horses in the countryside, has that person watched Media? Uh, Has
1: that person (laughs) watched a Western?
0: (laughs) Exactly. Well, that would be in the desert, not the countryside. But yeah, you know. Uh, But it's not quite. These are proper green. These these aren't just bits of tufty green bits. This is actual like hills and stuff. Anyway, so yeah, Yeah. maybe Claude Schmitz liked Media from uh, von Trier. But anyway, no, I love this film. Absolutely loved it, Ben.
1: Yeah, um, I really like too. I'm, I'm so thrown by how much you liked it. I really wasn't expecting that at all. I, re- I really enjoyed this film and uh, I'm, I'm thinking about how to talk about it without going past a spoiler point. So it's a film about performance and what it is to be a performer yep. and what you're getting from performing yep. or, or what you're not getting from it. There's a, there's a So the film starts with some of my favourite moments from all of the films this month, which is Lucy with her daughter playing um, in a, like a, a pond for want of a better word.
0: Is that, it's actually sort of like near a waterfall, isn't it? Like yeah, a lake. exactly.
1: Like but I didn't want to call away. it a waterfall. It's not quite a lake. It's a, a, an outdoor water area. <laughs> and it's just delightful because this is, this is, this little girl is not an actress. She's, this is a child. Um, caught up in life and it's intoxicating and then you have this bit of Lucy talking to her mother which you, you see uh, two times three times in the film and the conversation which Lucy has with her mother kind of underlines the fact that this film is asking is asking you to go a little bit introspective and to ask you know what, what is it that you want out of life um, in the attainment of a goal what is important? Is it the goal that you reach at the end that matters? Or is it the journey you go on to to reach that goal? Or is it the self-discovery of what you learn about yourself on that journey to reach that goal? These are all questions which are asked not explicitly by Lucy Loses Her Horse, but kind of they're there. Um, It's also the most beautiful film out of these five. By a country mile. Um, this entire, every, almost every shot of this film is astonishing, and you go through a lot of different looks. I can say that, right? You go through a lot of different feels yep. as well. Um, I think so. In, in the beginning, oh, I feel like I'm being so cryptic. You see Lucy playing with her horse, uh, her daughter. Sorry, you see Lucy talking to her mother. She's talking to her mother about this new role that she's got. Um, Lucy then shows her daughter this sword that she has, to, which is somehow connected to her role. You then cut to Lucy wearing suit of armour riding a horse. And I don't think you're supposed to read these bits as being here she is as a medieval knight. Yeah, like exactly. The, yeah.
0: yeah, These are, these are merely skins for yeah.
1: bigger truths. Exactly. These are skins for bigger truths. And then the film moves on. I d- it stays in... Somewhere else for for a while. I mean, yep. for me, I thought it slightly outstayed its welcome, um, but that, I think that was just because I was so wrapped up in the fact that we're we're here and then 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 the film stays somewhere and I kind of wasn't ready for that. I thought we were going to keep moving around. It does keep moving around within a particular milieu, but it's a little bit different. It, it, this is really good. I'm I'm so stunned that you like this. I really thought you weren't going to do this at all. Um, yeah, there's a. I felt like there's a lot going on here about theater and the yeah. arts and philosophy, which beggars a rewatch, really. Um, it, it reminded me of a lot of kind of older French films where there's kind of like three novels worth of information in a 90 minute experience, which is with the best will in the world, you, you, can't, you just can't unpack on one viewing. And there's a, there's a lot of stuff going on here. Even when the film takes its time and repeats itself, over and over again yeah You're still doing something yeah. <laughs> right i'm not saying it but we all know what i'm
0: talking it, about i love this i love it because we know what we're on about but nobody else will know they <laughs> this gives me a sense of power that i've not had in 149 <laughs> previous episodes Ben, seriously this is awesome okay uh, okay
1: so it, even when it's like repeating <laughs> itself and being like what might be seen as obtuse there is there is a point being yeah. underlined in the nature of performance and and you know what what that means to people. I if I might, I saw another film this week which I can talk about in its totality, which it got me thinking about the same kind of things that Lucy loses her horse think about, which was William Greaves' 1968 film *Symbiotic Taxiplasm*, which is where he went to Central Park and he got two actors to do like three or four pages dialogue. He had a big crew, he filmed these two actors doing it. And then he just had that dialogue done over and over and over and over over again by a series of different actors. Because you put two different actors into the same role, you're gonna get very different responses depending on who those two people are. He even like mixed it up a bit and put, and so he had different pairings and then he would swap the pairings around. He had one camera on the actors, another camera on the actors, another camera on the whole crew as well. So you get to see the entire um, experience. And then because it was 60s, everyone just starts filming everything. Because what he's interested in maybe is how you in the room change someone else in the room, um, the the kind of impacts that different people have on each other and how that what impact that has on performance. The reason that I mention Symbiopsychotaxiplasm, in reference to Lucy Loses Her Horse, is that in the film, um, the crew of the film stage a coup, where they take the cameras and they sit in another room and they sit down and they say, what is this film? Why are we doing this? What What is the expectation here? Um, are, are, is the director acting? Uh, is, is he just being himself? Are we acting? Are we now performers in this piece? And that kind of what is all this question is very much at the center of Lucy loses her horse. What is this film? What, what, what is it trying to tell you? What, why was it created? What's it for? What's it, these, these are questions that you will go through in the, ostensibly the story of a lady losing her horse. There, there's a lot more to it than
0: that. Of course.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I say let's leave that because it's banging. And, and oh, no, smoking moment of the month as well. That's uh-huh. a great smoking moment.
0: Was this your actual smoking moment?
1: It, this is not my smoking moment of the month, but it, it's a good smoking moment. I know. Just I'll, somebody smokes indoors. And it was just so like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's and the up. inflatable
0: was, yeah. plant when the smoke, perhaps? Does that count as smoking? It,
1: <clears throat> I was wondering about this. I don't think so. But, uh, but Olivier's performance. Aye, aye, aye. I lo- <laughs> loved that moment.
0: <laughs> oh, but, I mean, there were, there were hundreds of moments. Uh, yeah, there uh, really uh, are. We'll, we'll, <clears throat> we'll leave Lucid Lucy's a horse yeah. with a comment from myself saying that Claude Schmitz has a theatre background. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. So that literally <clears throat> tells you everything. This is the difference between this and excess will save us, you see. I have no yeah. doubt Claude Schmitz has made himself a vanity project here. I have zero doubt. He's attacking cinema. He's praising theatre. He's attacking theatre. He's praising cinema. Yeah. And he can do yeah. that because he's worked in both.
1: Yeah. And it's 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 like it delights in how kind of like it, it's, it's absolutely unashamed of how pretentious it's not I cannot wait is, for the next Claude
0: right? Schmitz movie. I cannot nice. wait. <coughs> this guy Fantastic. gets it. And I, I and, and actually, you know what? The only reason I picked this, frankly, yes the title yeah. had a role. Of course the film title had a role. But actually I wanted some Belgian madness.
1: Uh-huh. It's been
0: a long time since Holy Motors been. Like I just wanted yeah. something just to go, you know what? Fucking Hell, Horse, yeah. Sword, Plant, Smoke, Lobster Tray, yep. French Director, Belgian yeah, Director. Like, thank you very much. Good night. That is fine for me. Film number four.
1: Fantastic. Film number four is, I, I can never get the, this title right, Kim Min-young of The Report Card. It's a South Korean film. It's from uh, two directors, Lee Jae-ung and Lim Ji-sung. Oh, I forgot that. I don't know, I,
0: right? Well, I it was Jewel. Yeah, okay. Sorry. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, this is the, the description of the film. This dryly humorous, bittersweet tale about the rocky road to adulthood starts when students Jung Hee, Min Young, and Sana suspend their high school poetry club to concentrate on preparing for their finals. When they try to reconvene the meetings online after the summer, it becomes apparent how much they have all grown apart. Um, that gives you a little taste of what happens in the film, but again, like one, you know, makes it feel a bit like it's got a kind of a, a clearer narrative flow like a and then b and then c and then d and the experience of watching kim min young and the report card isn't necessarily like that so it, it's about it's a, a group of friends they have a poetry club they disband it to focus on their studies they go off to university they try to meet up online to get the poetry club back together doesn't really work because they've all grown apart um one of the them is very motivated one of them is wrapped up in failure, and the other one is a dreamer, for for want of a more basic description. Um, and it's basically about where they are now. And I'm doing air bunny quotes around the word now in here. Um, I liked this film. I didn't love it. I liked it. I thought it was a very good Polaroid portrait of what it is to be twenty and to be at that point where you don't know who you're going to be yet, whilst being wrapped up in the paradox of the fact that you are already the person that you're gonna be by that point. Um, It's a film very much about uh, kind of who you are at different stages of your life, while also suffering the fact that you are the same person at each stage of your life. Um, it's, it's, It's airy, it's light, it started off for me feeling a bit gimmicky yep. as you saw the, um, the kind of the disbanding the, the meeting disbanding the poetry club. And then just very seems like the, some of the camera usage, how to say this. So there's no kind of distinguishing uh, marks between what is webcam, what is um, a GoPro on a bike and what is the camera telling the story. It's, it's it all kind of looks like one thing. Which took me back to Haneke and his Cache, his first ever digital film. Because if anyone's seen Cache, it's a
0: film about someone who gets videos in the post, um, and it's and it's the one where the the, the focus on the house for about. 12 minutes at the beginning, which I love, yes. and everyone's yes. off at that point because I can't yeah. be staring at a house for 12 minutes. <laughs> oh, yes, you should. <laughs> oh, yeah, you it's should. It's a cracking um, film.
1: Yeah. um But he, the reason Haneke wanted to do that film digitally is because he didn't want any distinction whatsoever between the tapes that turn up oh, and the yeah, film that you're I'll watching. Try. He wanted them to be banging the same. Then I'm not going to do video for the videos and 35 millimeter for the rest of the film. That'll create a distinction which shouldn't be there.
0: And I'm sick of recording in 35. Cause I've and, yeah, it. I'm done with 35. I'm <laughs>
1: old now. So this, so this is, I, I don't think it's quite so knowingly folding everything together for that reason. But it, it, for me, it was there. I, I kind of like, it took me a while to get up to speed with, oh, right, we're on a webcam. Oh, right, right, right this this isn't actually the film. Um, it's a it's a really sweet film as well. I think it, it captures what it is to be kind of floaty and light and kind of filled with the ennui of promise that you are when you're kind of 20 you're like you know what will i be what what am i about to become here you well, you're about to become who you are right now so let's let's all be careful here um it's it's a film that i think uh my daughter would very much like i think she would love this film um if we're if we're going to talk about who would like these films um but it, it wasn't 100% for me, but it, it did win me over as it went on. It, I think my favourite aspect of this film is the kind of immaterial. It's not the big story stuff. It was the little things. Yeah. Suitcase, suitcase full of food, lying underneath a table, just flump lying on the floor <laughs> asleep. <laughs> um, there's a lot of flump in this movie. <laughs> there's a lot of flumping in this movie. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just a film about someone waiting to become. And watching other people become along the way, I guess. I mean, I, I, I don't think this film is like a is closed and has an answer per se. But but I think that that's kind of the area it's in. It's it's quiet. Um, it treats its characters with respect. Um, it's it's well made. There's good good performances. It's fine. It's absolutely fine. I didn't love it though. How how do you feel about Kim and Young of the report card?
0: Very, very similar. Uh, This was, yeah, this would have been my second Mm -hmm. um, had it done a bit more things consistently well, really. It didn't quite Mm -hmm. get there. For me, it's a very clear distinction good bits, bad bits, and extremely indifferent bits. Mm -hmm. I think that the indifferent bits weigh everything else out, really, unfortunately. Let's start off with the good. Go. I like the role of technology in the film. Not how the film was made, but technology within the film cuz let's not forget Ben this is a film in korea yes and this film about korea as well frankly um, and the film does a nice job at reminding you that something is always charging up or being charged plugged in yes. being used day in day out night in night out almost my prop of the month was that weird device that held the mic- the mobile phone above the bed so you can watch <gasps> i mean yes such so I mean, a, a I mean, a clamp thing so you can watch hands-free in bed your mobile phone but again yeah. even that the phones are always on being used yep. charged all the rest of it and tech has a big role to play with all the characters lives in this movie because of course um when they go their separate ways they they meet on the some sort of a skype thing don't they and, the, and mm-hmm. that's how they do the poetry thing so technology is the, the the core thing in this film for me is, is not the people it's the technology technology mm-hmm. and career career and technology fascinating and enjoyable for me mm-hmm. um I like the premise as a whole, actually. I like the fact there's three friends and how they essentially grow up and apart from each other. You get a sense of that throughout the film, really without, without too. Um, this is the key point for me without too much reminiscing. There are mm. unfortunately two big reminiscing scenes, Ben, mm-hmm. and I really, really hated them. <laughs> like that, like I just I couldn't stand them, frankly, because there Wait were. God, which 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 ones? There I'm... was one at the airport that was this dizzying, oh, yeah. weirdly made yeah. skit, almost like it was. They tried it was to like, caught,
1: a, like it was a TV show or something. Yeah, yeah, that and, they were yeah talking about. exactly. Yeah. I hate. I, yeah, yeah. I really
0: hated that. I mean, that's that was just dreadful for me. Really, cheaply made and stuff. But mm. um, I'll leave the badge till the very end. Let's move on to the indifferent stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So the good is all that. The indifference. I have to mention the film title, Ben. Like the film title is literally a direct translation. Uh, the film title makes prob- probably perfect sense in Korean, but when you do- when you uh, when you really translate it to English, "Kim Min of the Report Card" is not a good film title, unfortunately. No. And then that means something. It does mean something, but but more serious in different things. It feels a bit sundancy for me. This Korean indie film. Mm-hmm. Like, again, it, the, the thing at the airport that was a bit of a skit, it had that weird bit where um, someone went round with a microphone asking people about, st- about North Korea, South Korea war and stuff. Yes, yes. That's um, right. yeah. Very, very Sundancy, or at least what I associate Sundancey to be, annoying American indie films. It's gone big budget now, of course. It, it has. There, it's changed. No, there is, there is
1: it's no indie anymore
0: exactly they've lost its way but what I, I still regard Sundance as the festival that ruined American indie cinema Okay, um, for all sorts of different reasons but for me it makes me think happy chalk graphics at the beginning equals Sundance and for me yeah. this is almost a happy chalk graphics film but it's not quite but it's almost um, mm. and again like Stand By Me which is why the films were similar together Mm. A little bit more care and attention on a few things would have been good. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, the airport scene should have been a lot better than it was. If you are going to reminisce like that, either don't do it, do it via just a plain conversation or make it better than what it was. And they <laughs> yeah, did neither of those things, unfortunately. Isn't it
1: supposed to be like some crappy, naughty thing that they that they watch when they were younger or something?
0: Right. And But from, from them to, from the, that would have been great just having the conversation with two people in a room. That would have been absolutely mm-hmm. fine. I don't need a visual, this is what it looked. No, I don't need that. Yeah. It, it, it stuck out for all the wrong reasons. So a bit of indifference there, a little bit of good, the bad. Unfortunately, Ben, for me, the character I was interested in the most appeared in the film the least.
1: Oh, the Harvard girl.
0: I wanted the film about her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, the film's called Kim Min of the Report Card, not Third Friend Who Went to Harvard University of the Report Card. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, so yeah, so Min Young is the failure girl. Yeah, that um, one.
0: That one for me, like that for me, that was the film right there. I would love to have seen the change of that girl who went to Harvard, how she became westernized. Because she's the one that quits first. She That's quits right. very You're early.
1: Right. And she's very disappointed in her colleagues and their, their kind of lack of get up and go and yeah. stuff. She yeah, she doesn't
0: understand all sorts of different yeah. things. She's, she had somebody Western walk behind her on camera. And we'll see you in a bit. I'll we'll see you in a bit. So she yes. was ready to move on to this new new friend and this new life over there. Give me one hour 40 of that, basically. Mm. That no, would...
1: she, you know what? They might be doing that right now.
0: Would <laughs> be, I, I, right. I, that is not the worst all day in the world because that for me would have been fantastic um but yeah you know it is kim min that we focus on mm. now she's the second favorite of the characters for me the have our girl is the first mm-hmm. which can only mean one thing ben that no. leaves Yong kim, Yi. kim min young yeah young Yi is the one that we're left with the, with the second most if not the most come the end actually mm. And I really did not like Uh,
1: (laughs) him.
0: I I actually liked Kim Min's ambivalence. I liked her I don't give a fuck attitude. I like the fact that, as you said, she's going to be exactly the same in 10, 20, 30 years. She's not going to change. I like the fact that she's dabbled in various hobbies, Kim Min, and that she's not really good at any one particular thing. In fact, she's not really good at anything. But I like the fact that she knows that. And I like the fact she doesn't care yeah like yeah, all yeah. that stuff yeah. i love she, you know she's lost as an individual she's bored she's miserable and yet yeah. she just does the same boring miserable things every single day and seems quite happy about it so that's all she wants yeah she, she, she wants. doesn't
1: have she doesn't have these this this driving ambition that um harvard girl has
0: exactly so harvard girl big thumbs up kim min sideways thumbs yeah. youngie thumbs down ben okay um i've got issues with her big time because she's for me she's chiefly responsible for the issues of tone in this film none worse <sighs> more than the ending i hated the ending in this film it's really i really yeah. really disliked it like the end,
1: I, I think the for me the last 30 minutes
0: were the strongest
1: minutes in this film for me that's a personal thing but go on what, what did you think? because
0: it literally came It it, it became about Yong gi leaving kim Min a report card did it not Yes. And the yes. report card means something because um Kim Min um disagrees with her grades that she got from her science teacher or professor. professor. Yeah. And, and and a lot of part of that film is her being angsty about that, thinking that she she deserves better. And then the film makes a big deal about the fact that well actually she thinks she deserves better, but she's just not that good. Her attitude stinks. And then she and then the so all the other hobbies that she's supposed to be good at, but she's no good at it, and her attitude stinks. So it's a good consistent theme. Yongi basically says, gives her a report card. That if any of my friends would give, and then you're included in this bit,
1: would okay, to give nice.
0: me a report card along those lines, saying, you know what, Theo, you look fashionably fantastic, but you're actually a bit of a wanker. That friend,
1: <laughs> Wait, have you been have you been spying on the report card I'm writing? For you?
0: <laughs> that friend would be an ex friend. Like I, fa- I found that scene utterly horrible to watch. As if Yong-hee was so fucking perfect, really. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. makes rice cakes out of microwave rice. That's a great talent. Well done, yong What else do you do? <laughs> what else have you offered this film? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Fair, fair deal. So I found her to be the powerful one, her to be this oh-so-confident, oh-so-special one. I found that a big, a big. you know, I couldn't... It's it stuck in the craw, Ben, to be honest with you. Incredibly oh, yeah. nasty. And incredibly, actually, what I think is quite a film that is maybe not loving of of itself, as in loving of Korea, Uh at least gets on a level field with itself, as in a level field with Korea. It says, okay, we know we're not perfect, but we have lots of technology, and we Mm -hmm. use it all the time, and we're proud of it. And we like our things, we like our food, we like our this, we like our that. It ends on a I hate Korea thing. And the fact that Young Young hee says to Kim Min... I'm going to give you an F because you are Korean. Yeah. What do you, I mean, yeah. I, I, I thought, hang on, Yonghee, hee you are also Korean. Like yes. If that, if that comment had come from the Havard girl, that makes it film of the month for me. Yeah,
1: okay, then okay. it's like
0: way excellent. Yeah. But the only reason it can't be, therefore, is because the Havard girl didn't make that comment because the film doesn't care about the Havard girl. She's gone. Yeah. So it's, you know, honestly, I've it's, but it is an interesting film.
1: It is, right? It goes around I, his
0: business in a yeah. peculiar way, but an interesting way. I can't say I was bored. I mean, no. we've got a film to come where I got bored. But this film, I did no, not know. No, no, spoilers. <laughs> I was bored of the next film. But um, this film confused a bit. But not boring. So okay. I, I would not passionately recommend it like yourself, but I would <laughs> recommend it. it I'm, I'm
1: giving. I'm I'm vaguely recommending it. I think it has a particular target market, which is younger a younger female audience. Yeah. I like. I, honestly, I really think my daughter. It's good. Would love it's this great film. for
0: girls. This film great for girls. No, yeah, no. I
1: think. I, I think. A, 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 it's about you know seeing yourself. On screen or seeing aspects of yourself on screen or seeing people you know on screen I think a, a lot of people will see if, if you're if you're younger and female you, you will see that a bit it, it and I don't mean that in a bad way at all I mean that in a positive way it's that these characters are kind of they're not simple they're not clear-cut they're layered um they are they are positive and negative. There's a lot of gray area to them. And the, the, the anti-Korean aspect of the end of the film, I thought was interesting because I, I don't know if I've met many Korean film, uh, people who aren't a little bit amb- ambiguous about their country. So they, they, they have positives and negatives about what being Korean is and what, yeah. what has happened to Korea over the last like 50 years or so. Um, and how Korea has become so Americanized and how, um, how tech-obsessed it's got, and yet also tech-obsessed, but also world leader in tech. And then also what, what it is to be Korean. They're, they're, I've spoken to a lot of people who, they get Korean people who get frustrated with themselves for exhibiting what they consider Korean ways of behavior, which they want to distance themselves from a little bit. So I, I was kind of thinking about that. At the end of the film perhaps and you know this is a younger generation of Korean people who don't necessarily want to go through all the steps that they've watched previous generations go through you know a reassessing of who are we and what do we want out of life I I says Jung Hee don't want anything I don't want any of this I say no to all of you um interesting I didn't love it but interesting.
0: No, always in. I mean, yeah. Or as long as we get interesting, I think we're both happy. Um. So yeah. Absolutely. Two two recommendations. Partial recommendations. Half recommendations from hmm. us. Finishing off with the assault. It's a Kazakh film directed by the rather prolific Adilcan Yerzanov.
1: There's thirteen films
0: he's made. Rather well, prolific indeed. <laughs> thirteen <laughs> films, and three of them in the last two years or something.
1: So, yes. What yeah. the hell? He, and, uh,
0: and... We do a lot of debut directors on this podcast. He, he's, he, he. We've never had anyone as prolific as him. No. Apart from, apart from when we've done a von Trier or or, or lucky yeah. enough to do yeah. something or or you know whatever, we do occasionally hit upon. Thankfully, very occasionally hit upon a big name, and, and of course they're very prolific. But thirteen films—that's like Shyamalan yeah. level. It's crazy. Yeah. Rather simply, a school gets overtaken by some sort of armed group wearing masks. And, whilst most of the children there manage to get out, a maths teacher locks his own class in a room and cowardly runs away. It will be 48 hours until the eastern version of a SWAT team, essentially, descends upon the school. So a ragtag bunch of, school, of a school caretaker, a metrosexual, a police chief of sorts, a mother of one of the children, And there's a few others that I didn't really know what they were, in fairness. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So all of them are a ragtag group that get training on how to essentially undertake the rescue mission for themselves in order to kill the group and, of course, rescue the children left behind. What's interesting, Ben, about Mm -hmm. this film is that it takes place in a fictional town called Caritas. And it's a fictional location where all, all... of Adilkan Yerzinov's other films have taken place.
1: Oh, get away. That's All
0: other Yerzinov films take place in a place called Caritas. Wow. So there's continuity for existing fans of Yerzanov or new fans should you wish to go back and watch his other 12 films. Nothing else is interesting about this film, though, Ben, for me. <laughs>
1: Heresy, heresy. Oh, I actually,
0: go on go on. I, I actually, I did the decaf thing. I actually ended up checking out for about twenty minutes uh-huh. because this film is predominantly about this ragtag bunch of heroes sitting or standing sitting sitting or standing around in snow, sweating yeah. the small stuff. Yes. Now here's the thing. I really normally like films that sweat the small stuff. It amuses me. It is funny normally. This film really thinks it's funny. It really yep. tries to be funny. And in fairness, the first ten or fifteen minutes of the film, when people are basically insulting each other all the time, whether yep. it's the caretaker, whether it's the caretaker and a uh, metro in the school, or it's the police chief and somebody else in the police that resigns because they don't want to do something. Yep, these are all funny scenes. And I yep. thought this will do a bit of a bit of eastern humor a bit of uh a bit of this a bit of anti this and a bit of anti that and a bit of slagging everybody off that will do very nicely for a bit of humor then it starts to repeat itself badly then the jokes jo- jokes dry up then it just becomes this thing of of essentially talking bollocks that's what it is and we know <laughs> uh, episode 150 we know what talking bollocks is. <clears throat> so enough. you know which would be fine if the talking bollocks was funny or if it was humorous or if it was witty. If it's black humour, for example. But yeah. no, no, no. Unfortunately, the film as a whole is none of those things. Uh, and really, I'm, I'm not recommending it whatsoever, to be honest with you. I'm, I don't hate it. I did, even though uh-huh. I checked it out for 20 minutes, I didn't hate it. Um, but I, what I did end up doing was... Because they the tried to build the tension before the event. And they do it yes. by fading to black. Yes. Um, 36 hours to go 31 yes. hours to go 24 yes. hours to go 21 and a half hours to go yeah then they move on to minutes like yeah. 40 odd minutes 38 minutes 20 odd minutes and you think yeah.
1: when are we going to get to the fireworks when, when factory get to, I,
0: i'm not joking i skipped the 20 minutes that i skipped were approximately 20 odd hours to go until about 38 minutes to go yeah, you didn't miss much. And, and I, I literally clicked through, scene by scene, to say, hang on, have I actually missed anything? No. And people were either lying down in the snow talking yes. or yes. standing up in the snow talking. Yes. I missed nothing. And it's not often no. you can say, you, you, we do it as a joke, oh, you didn't miss much and nothing happened. But actually, in this occasion, I literally missed nothing. I, I,
1: I can catch you up on what you missed.
0: Um, well, feel free to do so, because I have got nothing else to say about this film. <laughs> I am not going to check out film number 14 of Adol enough I am not interested in him. I am not interested in his way that he does films. I, it was boring. It was uninteresting. It was pointless for me, Ben. I, do you know, I, I, I like Caritas as an idea, and I just wish, it was, I wish it was done by a more competent director
1: fascinated by the fact that he makes all of his films in the same made-up town that's amazing um i didn't hate this film i didn't love it um the reason (laughs) i didn't i didn't hate it was because it's got a strong start the opening 10 minutes of this film are good um right so it's a school getting taken over by masked assailants everybody flees leaves the kids there and that, that first 10 minutes was fantastic. It's kind of edgy. You identify that the, the maths teacher and the mother of one of the children are about to get divorced. Uh, their child is in the class. Um, that was wonderful. The, there's all the You're kind of piecing together who is who uh, around this school. That was all a lot of fun as well. You've also got my smoking moment of the month in this yep, film. So I how, agree. How could I hate on the smoking moment of the month film? So when the, and you know, we want black humor. This is a school shooting movie. Yeah, but I think there is some dark moments in this film. So uh, we the smoking got, scene here. Apart from the smoking scene, which is gold. So I've got to tell you about Turbo. One of the characters in this film is called Turbo and Turbo is a delight. Every time he's on screen, it's great. This might be because I have a friend who looks a bit like Turbo. And one of the kind of hilarious jokes that we play when we're out and about is that he behaves like Turbo in public, and it's hilarious because that's not who he is at all.
0: The Idiots, um, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, it's,
1: <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. Um, so, so you got Turbo, who is just this guy who hangs around at school. What even is he? Is he a caretaker? You have no idea. So he and the math teacher are having a cigarette in the toilets. Um, getting away from it all. They're standing there together, they're both smoking, gunshots, screams. The math teacher responds the way you would expect. He drops a cigarette, looks aghast. Turbo pff, takes a drag, like nothing's <laughs> happening. And, and like, it's, it's not just a funny moment. But, you know, uh, what is what is smoking a movie? What is smoking in life? Uh, smoking is a, a kind of a denial of life. It is a yeah. saying yeah. no to life. It is it's, it's a physical action which says no to the continuation of existence.
0: And Ben, we mustn't forget as well, in another smoking scene in this movie, he exhales Exclusively through his nostrils, the smoke. Yes, yes, he does. Yes, it's
1: beautiful. Then I've never, oh. se-
0: I've never seen that in my life. Have you never? That. Oh, I've never seen. No, I've seen people do it at the end of the cigarette exhale, not yeah. through yeah, the yeah. whole exhale through the nose.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah. See, that's a, that's a classic. The dragon. Um, <laughs> so that is obviously the highlight of the film. Um, there were there were other highlights though. So. So the school gets taken over and then, like I say, there's lots of people meeting together. What are we going to do? The rest of the film is the, the principal, some teachers, caretaker, some kind of gym teacher or something, um, working out how they're going to rescue the kids, how they're going to attack the school. So they draw the school out in the snow and they go through all these different trials to work out who is good at what. Who's good at shooting? Who's good at running? Who's going who's to do all these things? And it just goes on forever. Um, it's a really good idea. It's a really fun idea. Um, tonally, I think it, it pitches itself quite nicely. But it, yeah, for me, it just spent too long with this preparation for the assault, which is not helped by the cuts to black and the how, how long you've got to go before you get to the fireworks factory. Also, when those cuts to black first started... I thought we'd gone back in time. I thought the assault was the masked men attacking the school. And so when it, you've got like 36 hours before the assault, I was like, oh, we've gone back in time here. But you haven't, of course, because the assault refers to the attack that the parents make on the school itself. So yeah. I was a little bit confused for a bit, but no, 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 no. Um, very, very, very strong start, meandering, um, not so bad last five minutes, I would say. Five seven minutes. He was okay. <laughs> I mean, after, okay?
0: All, after all the build up, I don't. I don't exactly know what it could have done that would have blown my mind. The assault itself. So, <laughs> well, it couldn't.
1: That's. The, it's the, yeah. If, if you're making, you know, if you're Adikhan Yershinov making a film in Kazakhstan in the made up city of Karatas, you you know, you you can't compete with all these other films and their budgets and the stuff they've got. You've you've
0: got to keep things pretty
1: basic. Maybe a little bit too much expectation is built up on the assault, perhaps? Yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, what, I... Though,
0: I did like the ending, though, Ben. I, I yeah. really quite liked the very ending of this film. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, look, basically, when this assault's happening, right? The, right, as you say, you, you get the first 36 hours before the assault, before the assault's happen, and you think, okay. Anyway, <laughs> um, so it, it's a bit odd, but I'm thinking, <laughs> okay, right, literally, I, I know that this film's going to get assaulted very soon by masked men. Okay, yeah. so... In my head, I'm thinking, blah, 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 how long to film? 80-odd, 90-odd minutes, whatever the hell it was. Yeah, Give me an epic plot twist, please. There isn't one in this movie, unfortunately, no. but there is a mini-twist, and, and I mean a mini-twist. Like it's, I'm being as generous as possible, believe me. Are we talking uh, about the mum? Uh, maybe, but I'm thinking more about the fact that they are not heroes, essentially,
1: oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah they, absolutely.
0: They will not allow to be heroes in Caritas, but you can just re- you can just replace karatas with Kazakhstan, or more to the point, yeah, Russia because they, <laughs> they, they they just wouldn't stand they just they, they just find a way for it not to work out in that way if they didn't do yeah. it themselves, you are a criminal, basically, so yeah that I, I I wouldn't say I didn't see it coming, but I didn't see it coming in, in exactly that way no, basically no, I'll I liked that as a way of ending the film. I like the strong start, and I like the decent mini twist at the end. Everything yeah. else, not so much.
1: Yeah. I, I thought the mum was was kind of a highlight for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the the revelation that she's the best marksman in the yeah. group, and then getting her out for that. And the, the, the there were bits of it I liked. I I liked the kind of character building, even though it's like broad stereotypes. You've got the gruff guy, you've got the metrosexual guy. I, I think. Wherever not where everything falls down, where a lot of things fall down for me was that central character, the maths teacher, who is the person you follow the most. He's he's just a bit weak. That's the point of the film, Ben. Okay, fine, but he's still just a bit weak.
0: It doesn't make it enjoyable just because he's weak. I mean, it's, now no. you can have you can have enjoyable weak and vulnerable. But he's just yeah. a bit yeah. A bit sweaty, he's just a
1: bit, that's all. It's <laughs> a bit sweaty, a bit meh. And then you have a kind of a worm turn kind of thing. But yeah. where, where are we going with this? Why are we doing this? And not why are we doing this in the glorious way that you get with Lucy Loses Her Horse, but why are we doing this? I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I didn't hate this. A very strong start. Smoking moment of the month by a country mile. Turbo for the win. Honestly, if you see this film, every bit with Turbo in, absolutely loved
0: it. And yeah, I, I don't really think people should watch it though, to be honest. <laughs> <Fair laughs> not 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 when we've got, you know, two and a half nice. of the decent films in this thing. No, not yeah. really. Yeah. If you feel compelled to watch if some people love hostage films, um you'll get your hostage fix with this somewhat. Yeah, less yeah. about the hostages, more about the people trying to stop them. Um yes. instead of it yes. being a 50-50 thing like normal, so it's more yeah. like 90 people trying to stop it, 10% hostage. In fact, not even 10%, what 2% hostages. And like
1: if there, if, if yeah, like I mean, nothing, it, nothing of the terrorists themselves. No, like absolutely
0: nothing of them. No. but I, 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 the fi- the final scene was visually stimulating to me. The, it was the, the yeah. head, the head shaking to the beat of yes. the calm. I I can see why you keep getting funded, Mister Di- Mr. Director. And I do wish you well for film number fourteen. No, I do.
1: I, I would be very surprised if he doesn't have a family member in the Kazakhstan Film Funding <laughs> Board. <laughs> <laughs> or, or,
0: or, yeah, and he must be in with the police and he must yeah. be with... He must be. Anyway, that's fine. That's 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 that part of the world that unfortunately is becoming more prom- prominent now. But there we go. Rotterdam 2022 Rotterdam. is finished and we will be speaking to you next month. Where it, Ben, it is time for the Oscars. Oh. Must we? Yes, it we do, must. It, we must do. And I'm, I'm, I'm remarkably positive about this. I don't know why. Don't know why. Oh. I have no idea why. Um, well, we'll talk about it in, in, at the end of March. Why I'm actually not so dreading it as I possibly was. I think okay. uh, obviously the fact that we have to watch a Japanese film always fills me with excitement. Yeah. And we yeah. get to watch a trier film, so that's good as well. Joachim Tria, happy day. Very, very excited about seeing this film. So um, people
1: won't shut up about this film pt anderson's film
0: of the year and all and out. all that and, and there's a man that has also made a decent film that we could even talk about as well no, no touch on it a little, little bit of that shit. so uh yeah that's um that's that so uh, yeah l- uh previous year Berlin and Arley came first then the oscars yeah. um so Berlin and is coming in april this year and we're doing the oscars in march so do join me and ben next month where we will be talking about all the foreign language oscar-nominated films Apart from the one that must not be named because of how we hated it. Plus, we've already reviewed it. There's no point talking about it again. So, uh, that's that's the, that's the real reason why we're not going to talk about it. <laughs> but at uh, night, no, you'll catch us talking about Drive My Car, the Oak and Trier film, a Godforsaken Soventino film, ETC. So, uh, that will be that in March. But now, thank you very much. And here's to the next 150. <laughs>